1: Wow, buddy! You look healthy and happy. Veterinary surgeon and natural pet food pioneer John Burns knows the positive impact a natural diet has on our beloved pets. That's why he developed Burns Pet Nutrition. Hmm,
0: maybe I should try some of your pet food myself.
1: Okay, okay, I'll start with a salad. For natural, no nasty, wholesome recipes, choose Burns Pet Nutrition, available from veterinary clinics and all good pet shops across Ireland. and 365-day returns. I mean, we've previously heard in relation to this case at a bail hearing that this crew met in a Sligo hotel and that this meeting was attended by an international drug dealer and it was there three weeks previous that Lawler's death was planned and ordered. I'm Nicola Tallant, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals... Drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. A three-man assassination squad scouted out Irish crime boss Robbie Lawler's movements before carrying out his contract killing. A Belfast court has heard they formed a cell, intercepted by police following the shooting, but then were released and allowed to leave Northern Ireland. It emerged in court. So. What are the claims that were made as bail was refused to Adrian Holland, who's charged with the murder of Lawler in April 2020? And who are these three-man assassination squad that his barrister, Joe Brawley say were allowed to leave the jurisdiction? Today, I'm talking with Niall Donald in relation to one of the most high-profile gangland murders in recent history. This is Crime World. A podcast from sundayworld.com So, a very unusual kind of a a bail hearing in the north of Ireland this week uh, centred on the murder of Robbie Lawler, the gangland figure from Dublin with a very interesting past that was shot dead in Belfast in 2020. Now, it's claimed that this three-man assassination squad scouted out Lawler for... uh, before carrying out his contract killing in Belfast, but the court was told that they were basically allowed leave the north, leave the jurisdiction, and uh, certainly counsel for Adrian Holland, thirty-nine-year-old who's charged in relation to the murder, says he's innocent and that they were let get away.
0: Yeah, of course it was it was Joe Broly, uh, his is representing uh, Adrian Holland. Uh, Joe Brawley, obviously more famous for for his GA to us anyway. Yeah, he Nicola, writes
1: for this stable, like
0: he does. He but he's he's a very very much a leading uh, barrister in the north and and represents in in the criminal court and has represented some of the uh, some of the most high profile in involved in some of the most high profile cases, criminal cases in the north. So he said, um, and Joe Brawley, of course, is always a good with a, a powerful quote. Put it that way, he describes his, his he contended in court. I smell a rat in this case. I've smelt a rat from the outset. So we heard, obviously, Robbie Lawler's murder um, was one of the most consequential in recent years um, in 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 Ireland's gangland, in Irish gangland. Um, Robbie Lawler was, I think it's fair to say, one of the most feared criminals operating in, in this city. Um, he also played a key role in the Drogheda feud and... Um, draw a feud he he was Robbie Lawler was involved in that through to another associate and was suspected of a number of shootings but probably probably most infamously and um, he is suspected of killing Keane Mulready Woods a teenager at the time as part of that feud literally uh, being involved in the dismemberment of his corpse a story that that ultimately went around the world and um, Robbie Lawler uh, while he was being investigated for that murder, ultimately seemed to have spent a lot of time in the north, mixed up in the drugs trade, and in twenty twenty was shot dead in in on the street in Belfast.
1: Etna Drive in Ardoyne in North Belfast. I went up to cover it myself. I tell you a funny little story here before we go on with the more serious matters of this case. But so it was April twenty twenty, and if you remember, really, the COVID thing had just come in, and the country was in lockdown and we yeah. weren't really from memory allowed travel no but we were we had these sort of uh yeah we had badges it was an exemption because, yeah. yeah it was an exemption for media to travel yeah. so we were allowed travel about and all the rest of it and i remember um heading up the north there was no traffic on the roads and all the rest of it and it was great i was like god you know this isn't too bad at yeah. all so i headed for Ardoyne, where i met um our own Excellent fixer who yep. gets you in and out of uh, Connor McCockey, who gets you in and out of every tricky situation you can. And we sort of started to knock on doors and make a few inquiries and all the rest of it. But while I was there and and um, working out as much as I could what happened, we went to meet this contact um, who was, how shall I put it, certainly somebody with a, a background, uh, background, a colourful background, connected with criminality and all the rest of it. And um. He and I had to meet in a sort of an open right. air situation right. in a field. right? right. Yeah. And because we had to distance.
0: yeah,
1: This all sounds oh, he so... Obeyed.
0: He obeyed social
1: distancing, didn't he? he? He was a bit, I think he was a bit worried. Yeah. Um, we both possibly had masks and I can't remember. Just when I think about this, how yeah. utterly ridiculous this yeah. was. So this was a contest. from the criminal underworld giving me some information on the most high profile gangland murder that probably has happened in a couple of decades and he had to shout across (laughs) this field to me and I had to shout back at him and it was like talk about the last place that you would ever meet a criminal contact or ever you know ever conduct your business like that well let's hope you weren't being
0: bugged (laughs) like Jerry Hutch
1: but there was so few people out, actually, to be honest with you, that we managed to to get away with it. And I got my little bit of information that I uh, double checked. But anyway, so sorry, back to. So that's just setting the scene uh, over the last few years about when that happened. Lawler had travelled up to Belfast from memory the night before and uh, had gone. I mean, at the time, the information was sketchy. He'd gone to this housing estate and he had been shot um, dead now. That happened, and the court was told this week, outside the house of Adrian Holland. Um, and Broly uh, said that, you know, one of the things he, he he mentioned was, you know, why would this man? Yeah, I mean, he's... Organise an assassination outside his own house and then stay in the house waiting for the police.
0: Yes. So, I mean... What what we heard in in court this week basically was the links of the Dundon McCarty gang, Limerick's Dundon McCarty gang to the murder um, that that it's contended in court that there was three people who have associations with the, the Dundon McCarty gang um, were seen scouting out the address. Um, the, the trio uh, were ultimately arrested, these three people from from not from the north of Ireland. Um, they were ultimately arrested and released without charge and that is it is it is said in court this week that they are the people that carried out the assassination mm. and that they are the people responsible and um, we know from from our own investigations that these people that are named and um, that some of them um, may have had ties with Robbie Lauder as well through through the prison system and that there it, it, it there's always been a, a suggestion to say least that that Laura was double crossed by these people who also had ties with the other side with the 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 Maguire the Maguire faction mm. of the Drahada feud and um, you were also told in court that that ultimately um, which has been reported on down here two women um who also have ties to to senior members of the the McCarty gang were allegedly caught red-handed it is said with 50 with a, receiving a payment of fifty thousand, mm. um, shortly after the shooting, those women again—they've never been charged uh, in connection with that offence. So this is this is the contention you hear this week. And um, it's certainly a, 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 a murky and confusing case because of the involvement in in a, a, of a range of of Ireland's gangland factions, I suppose, mm. in the murder of
1: Robbie Lauder. Um, you don't usually hear this kind of thing coming out of a bail application. You know what I mean? It it is slightly unusual that uh, a barrister should stand up and kind of go, um, you know. Yeah, it's a. I mean, in my fact, client isn't. You know, this is this is an unusual. I mean, to say I smell a rat in this case. You yeah. don't hear that too often when a case mm-hmm. is before the courts. Now Holland and his co defendant Patrick Tier, who's from Thornbury Hill in Belfast. They're suspected of carrying out the shooting, but they are in custody charged as part of a joint enterprise yes. to so murder. They're, they're in
0: fact not
1: suspected of carrying out the shooting, is what's what's yeah. being said. Pulling so the trigger. No, they're they're, they're seen as a, a, a joint enterprise yes. so as part of the yes. kill team essentially, but not of having pulled the trigger. No, and you know their contention is that 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 they're
0: not that they they aren't involved. That they they may have been in, in our, the general area, but there's absolutely no their their contention is there's no there's no proof that
1: they were directly involved, certainly in plotting a murder. Mm. Um but is the smelling of the rat that these people were allowed leave the jurisdiction? That's what the that phrase is relating to. That the they were arrested, these other suspects, but they were allowed out of the jurisdiction.
0: Yeah, but I mean. It, it, Joe Bradley seems to be saying, f- from my understanding, that th- that it's clear that the people that really are behind this murder are are, are have have are, are not being before the courts at this moment. Um, we've also heard, of course, that during these bail hearings, which probably the difference in 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 terms of the north is that these things are reported on, mm. and down here these a lot of the bail hearings where there can be a lot of detail given, they, can, they tend yeah. to be not reported yeah. and there's a, there's a statutory instrument to stop some of it being reported in the media that doesn't send to apply Which was brought to
1: bear when Graham Dwyer was first yes. before the courts because he actually applied for bail when he was pen, you know pending his trial uh, in relation to the murder of Elaine O'Hara and there was a bail hearing that good few journalists were at, I attended it myself and that was the first time we realised the extent of that murder, what had gone on because uh, a senior superintendent had given a kind of a a declaration to the court saying he did not believe that Dwyer should be released from custody pending this trial because and he gave the details basically of what the state would later say happened in court, involving that kind of grooming of a vulnerable adult, involving the BDSM situation. Um, you know, the slave phone I think was even mentioned in it. But there was actually a reporting restriction on it because yeah. everybody had the kind of this extraordinary story, and we actually had to just wait till it came out then in the trial.
0: Yeah. So it tends to be uh, they tend to report them more in the north, the bail mm. hearings.
1: Um. So I mean, there's also. Uh, I mean, we've previously heard in relation to this case at a bail hearing that this crew met in a Sligo hotel, and that this meeting was attended by an international drug dealer, and it was there three weeks previous that Lawler's death was planned and ordered.
0: Yeah. So you see, what 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 is really being being the case being put forward is that there's a number of gangs conspired. A number of gangs in the, mostly in 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 the Republic of Ireland, conspired to, to murder Robbie Lawler, and um, that there was a meeting involving an international drug dealer from the west of Ireland in this hotel, that there was members of the Dundon McCarty who double crossed Robbie Lawler, that some of this was was directed and paid for by gangs in the McGuire faction in Drogheda, Um and that Robbie Lawler who who probably due because of his, his erratic and violent nature that there was a lot of people wanted him out of the way with. Um, again, he's one of these sort of characters in gangland that was mm. uh, feared. But ultimately, these people tend not to survive because they're just building up enemies after enemies. And if you remember in the in the build-up um, to, to his murder... There was videos of Robbie Lauder being attacked on the street. Mm. Some of that is connected with uh, people that he had uh, murdered many, many years before Mm. and some of their associates
1: who have now become young men. Um, Yeah, he was suspect, of course, for the murders of Kenneth Finn and David Lynch. Um, Among other crimes, he had over 100 convictions and had been in jail before he was released in December 2019. And that's when this incident happened outside the gym. Uh, which was filmed by the assailants, which were suspected at that point to include Keen Mulready Woods and associates of his. He was, um, you know, he was called names. He had a gym bag stolen from him, and later there was some social media sort of taunting, including a pair of flip-flops. Yeah. Um. Subsequently, that he was also, by the way, suspected, and this has come out in the courts in Belfast that he was a, a suspected shooter that left. Gang boss Owen Maguire paralysed. He's he remains in a in a wheelchair uh, from yeah. Robbie Lawler
0: is, is is suspected of carrying that out personally. He became involved with a couple of young criminals in the Drahada area who's who had worked with Owen Maguire's gang, but ultimately attempted to take it took out to take over his territory, and Robbie Lauder had backed him up. He had a, a sort of long term association, and um, he'd been in prison for a long time. When he came out, um, he he you know did that feud escalated massively, and mm. um, he was an enforcer uh, for for a couple of drug gangs. And Kenneth Finn, of course, had been one of his closest uh, friends at one stage. He'd fallen out as well as 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 with the the the, the Maguire faction. He'd also fallen fell of uh, a, a North Dublin criminal known as Mister Big, and um, they had grown up together. They had been involved in criminal enterprises together over a decade ago. They had known each other probably all their lives. But he'd fallen foul of, of Mr. Big, probably over the, the, the kind of Finn murder. Yeah, And yeah. so his days were numbered. He was picking mm. up enemies all over the, the country. And, of course, what you hear this 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 week in court is that
1: somebody was willing to pay money mm. um, to, to, to have him killed. And I mean, of course, look what, what is suspected that, that, you know, the that murder of of Keane Mulready Woods. And there are people before the courts in connection with that. They're due up for trial in the special criminal court in the new year. And I've no doubt we will cover that. probably. Yes, you and know. They, they
0: have, of course, pled not guilty as well.
1: Yeah. And I mean, look, what happened there was the teenager's head and hands were severed from the body and the bags with body parts were left in the sort of rival's turf as such in Holdall's. Um we spoke earlier about the flip flops being, you know, used to taunt him on social media. There was a presence of flip flops in the bag, um, where K Keen Mulready Woods were remains were found. Um and it was sort of widely interpreted as a threat not to cross Lawler, but also maybe a measure of how um sociopathic he had become. Yeah. Perhaps always was, but um so anyway, on April 4th it was in 2020, that day that I shouted across the field yeah, to yeah. a criminal on underworld yeah. source. Um he was shot. It was eleven fifty AM when that happened. And both the PS and I and the Guardian Shikona are somewhat involved in this investigation. They're certainly helping one another out. Um uh look, these trials are going to be really interesting when they when they happen they would be an absolute snapshot into what happens when everything goes completely chaotic yeah. as if as if things aren't sort of bad enough all the time in gangland this is when stuff goes completely out of control
0: and the incre- it shows the increasing uh, association cross border association between these criminal gangs and then how uh, organized crime in Ireland has become a nationwide affair yeah. not solely based in 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 Dublin, which it was really for a long time. The, the major criminal figures were all based in certain areas in Dublin. But you see now there's there's big players in the west of Ireland mm.
1: and in, in Drogheda and 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 across the rest of the country as well. Yeah, I mean, look, I when I was up in, in uh, the north that time, you know, there was certain other people I was speaking to and they would have been old school, maybe criminals, maybe the likes of sort of that generation that still believe that there's an, a rule of law uh, held by par- yeah, paramilitaries or whatever yeah. code of conduct and there was a lot of shock and surprise that uh, when they were speculating initially on Robbie Lawler's death it was oh that's because he was a Dublin drug, drug dealer coming up onto our turf yeah it wasn't at all no no uh, well certainly doesn't appear to be doesn't appear we'll to maybe be. wait till the, the trials to absolutely say what went on there but um. Yeah. So, anyway, Holland didn't get out of no jail. He's been kept in because uh, the the judge deemed that he, he's not fit for for yeah, at to this be point. Out of custody yeah. at this point. Any idea when those trials are happening in the north? Are they a bit quicker than us? No, they're not. They're not necessarily quicker.
0: And they 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 go just as slowly. The wheels of mm. justice grind slowly. And I think in Ireland you're seeing or down here you're seeing greater delays because mm. of the special criminal court is particularly clogged up, I think, um, because of the, the, the real large wave of Hutch Kinahan-related criminals that have come before the courts. Um, it's probably never been busier than 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 now and there's never been probably less subversives before the courts than there, the special criminal court than there is now. It's really become a, a gangland court to some extent.
1: And, you know, we know that people are very interested and engaged in the whole gangland stories from you know our own podcasts we can see the amount of people that are tuning in to listen to them that are listening till the very end etc you're also overseeing the sunday world website so you're seeing the kind of figures there that are coming in on the uh the stories uh, we we've a much kind of a clearer view of what people are Actually, want to read and to listen to be, than we had before. Before it was always that's what the people want, but we wouldn't have actually known. Yeah. We can actually literally see each click, each listen, yeah, and um, that's happening. But uh, what the reason I wanted to ask you that was, are the listeners uh, and the readers in the north as engaged in the gangland crime as down here? Can you see where those people are coming in from? A hundred percent, they they are. Uh,
0: The paramilitary stories, there's still huge interest um, in in obviously in the north, in the north, in the south, in the north. There's huge interest Mm. in, in the you know, obviously some of the loyalist paramilitaries have become so heavily embedded in the drugs trade that there's no real meaningful distinction between them and drugs gangs. Yeah. And so there is a huge interest in in in. Obviously, there's been a rake of murders in in mm. Belfast in recent times of drug dealers being killed, um, and there's been huge interest in those stories from across the border, mm. even in in you know there, we used to think that people wouldn't be interested in the loyalist paramilitaries, for example, down in in, in down outside of the, outside of the north, but there are people that are hugely interested in it, and you see kind of um, particularly with those there's four or five murders. I know you did a podcast mm. on it yourself. There was
1: huge interest in that from all across the country. So... And you see that sort of, I suppose, the evidence that has come out during the Hutch trial and the tapes and all the rest of it. Like... It's just showing there is no border, there is no divide. Like we talk about a United Ireland yeah. politically, and it's just, it, it, you <laughs> know, <are> we <laughs> ever criminals are ahead of the game. Yeah, criminals are ahead of the game because they, they, they actually don't see a border. They don't mm. see a, and maybe the interest in crime is becoming more. Yeah, and the funny thing, of
0: course, is the the association between the 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 broadly the Kinning cartel and the, the loyalist yeah. paramilitaries. Now, that's not to say you know, the the UVF are ringing up Daniel and ordering cocaine. Yeah. Like, they're not. But there is associates of the Kinning Martell who Mm. are happily dealing with the the loyalists and the loyalist paramilitary drug dealers are happily dealing with them. And it is a funny phenomenon, if you know what I mean. Uh, And
1: yet, from a policing point of view, this border of ours still exists. And, I mean, it is is so, um, like, porous when it comes to criminality. And there is no movement towards some sort of a, a agreements on how we police it. No, and I
0: mean, it's not going to be made any easier by Brexit. I mean, that's just yeah. the reality, Like, because you had a European arrest warrant system. I know there's been something brought in to replace it. I can't remember the, the International Cooperation Treaty or something along those lines. But yeah, Brexit probably will make it tougher. Mm. Certainly the sharing of information then issues like that um you know we will make it tougher um Mm. but they i do think that the guardian the psni on that level seem to deal quite well with each other on the whole though i do think that sometimes the sharing of intelligence Mm. maybe doesn't happen as easily as the sharing of kind of factual information and warrants and stuff like that
1: yeah exactly but look anyway as i say the the criminals are ahead of the rest of us and uh it's such a heavily political issue I don't really want to pile on from anybody oh, but no. Well,
0: God God knows I never thought we'd mention
1: Brexit On Prime on, World, well, I know, <laughs> I know anyway, Hopefully Ian doesn't cut it out Exactly, Ian's back Welcome back, Ian He's yeah. been away for a while And we have had Jason looking after us And looking after us he has Because he's kept us Did a great job Edited out any of the bad language yeah. And <laughs> yeah, all the yeah, rest yeah. Yeah, you can get it cancelled, Nicola <gasps> So look, right, we're into December. We're headed towards the end of the year at long last. We are. You can just see an end in sight for this and, um, you know, Hutch Trial is going to be back up and running this week. I'll be back up and down to it but I tell you this much, I am looking forward to a few weeks off yeah. over Christmas. Yeah. And um, we'll keep something running on Crime World. But yes. I'm kind of jumping the gun, am I? I'm nearly at Christmas. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. Focus on Christmas the tree's up since November. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's
0: a kind sign of a another psychopath maybe isn't it <laughs> <laughs> right
1: now, Donald thank you very much thanks a you've been listening to Crime World a podcast from sundayworld.com produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me Nicola Talent. research assistant is Claude Amini if you like this show and love true crime leave us a review or why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe